Welcome to Finding Emo, our podcast where we discuss our favorite albums from the early aughts and thereabouts. I'm Blake Fisher. I'm joined by Chris Monier and Kyle Simmons. Today we are talking about Paramore's 2009 album, Brand New Eyes, otherwise known as The Butterfly One by my daughters. Mm. Um, nice. We're going to get into that first, though, real quick. Uh, we always ask you for reviews and stuff like that. Kyle's got a, a, apparently one that's maybe good. Um, it is good. He's going to read for us real uh, quick. And, okay. and honestly, to our friends and listeners, our listener friends, um, mm. Blake and Chris have not read this. I asked them We've about it, and they wanted, they wanted to hear this as you hear it. So it's a five-star review. That's the good news. We like that. Uh, but they speak, mm. they speak a truth that cuts deep. <laughs> Five stars. <laughs> Discovered this podcast late, but found myself binge listening daily while working and even after work. Thank you. That's nice, right? Very nice. Thanks. We're glad we could add a little variety to your daily work. Are you life. ready to be seen, fellas? Yeah. <laughs> the name is off. <laughs> <laughs> Ouch. Maybe, That's all you, Kyle, though. My fault. Maybe finding pop punk in emo. <laughs> Just the That spot. would work, too. And you know what? It's not quite as punny, though. I, here's the thing. Uh, oh, and they say that I have uh, discovered bands I've not heard of. Um, and so that's cool. Um, Always glad to do that. And they said, thanks for the good non-political entertainment and, and even education. Oh, that's this good. Is super political. Um yeah, but uh, Rums, we, Rumsfeld sucks. But, but what I was gonna say is, like, <laughs> he died. Fair- <laughs> oh, sorry. Oh, yeah, he's yeah. dead. Um, okay. Wow. Now oh, we just got canceled. Um, <laughs> in in fairness to us, like we I, okay, I I named it, but also like we didn't know what this would become. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, we didn't know. There was no we, way to. We know. We just thought the name was funny. Yeah, and we stuck with it. And we're and Kyle's we're, pretty good at coming up with puns, and we're stuck with it. We we definitely are. That's okay. So it's that's what we yeah. are now. We are finding emo. You're right. It should be. Well, it's sort of our generalization of emo anyway. It's kind of a big net. It's a big. Absolutely. It's a big tent. Uh, so that's a lot of metaphors that I just mixed I, in. But well, yeah, you know. it's analogous to many journeys that bands have. You know, you pick your band name in kind of a weird moment. True. It's stuck, man. Once you buy that domain name, your big blue monkey. Yeah, mm-hmm. you are. Uh, well, so today, not a bad band name, Paramore. I'm a pretty cool mm, band name, yes. I'd say. Uh, and definitely in the, would fit into the, uh, finding pop punk slash emo, uh, genre. But, but emo is mentioned on their talk. Wikipedia. It is because it's mentioned on anyone that came out with an album in the two thousands and wore eyeliner. More justification for our name. Yep, exactly. So, uh, anyway, I did the research for this the quote-unquote research for this uh there's not a lot to really talk about obviously this is their third full-length album it came comes out on september 29th 2009 label fueled by ramen um with i think on warner too really but um this is our last uh record with the original crew uh well sort of basically original crew on there um being the pharaoh brothers the zach and I forgot the other guy's name. Just Josh. Now, but uh, Josh, yeah. And uh, they they leave the band after this. And so this is kind of the last one with all five of them. And it was obviously Riot was a big album. And so this was uh, what I sort of consider a sophomore effort. Because I think anytime you blow up like you do with yeah. an album like they did with Riot, the, the pressure is really on that next record uh, as far as like going in and making uh, a solid follow-up. And, uh, and this one did. It had five singles. 
Um, the only exception was nominated for a Best Pop Performance Grammy, so that's pretty big time. Mm. Um, and uh, it was mostly praised. AP gave it like four and a half out of five. Spin gave it four out of five. Um, it was gold within six months and platinum in 2016. That was after their follow-up to this. Their self-titled one came out and also went platinum. So sort of fun fact on that, they broke what's known as the Nashville curse by being an artist from Nashville that went platinum. Apparently it's a lot, a lot of country people that moved to Nashville, but they're actually from there and went platinum, which apparently does not almost ever happen. Have um, they had a release not go platinum since Riot? I don't know. I don't think their last one went platinum. Not really? I could. I don't know. Okay. I could be wrong about that. After laughter, yeah. I don't. I don't know if it went platinum or I'll not. I'll check. You you keep um, going. You check that out, and yeah. we'll figure it out. Uh, producer is Rob Cavallo, who you know we talked a lot about on the Green Day Warning episode, and um, he also did My Chemical Romances, Black Parade, um, which we've not done yet on this show. But this is kind of like a. This is about the biggest rock producer you can get in the mid 2000s um put it that way he has several platinum albums uh, under his belt so great producer um that's kind of it about the album i mean there's not really a ton to go into they they they've kind of almost broken up at one point before this and then um we're kind of definitely going through some of those growing pains that every young band goes through but they happen to be a very popular young band uh we talk about a lot of young bands on this podcast but um, sometimes we give them crap for being young. I, these, I feel like these guys were really, uh, I was rooting for them all the time. Oh, yeah. They felt like they were, I felt like they were really going for it. And, uh, but you know, you go through those growing pains and they happen to be going through it with, um, really successful albums. Um, so, and obviously those growing pains continue. Cause as I mentioned, the Farrow brothers leave after this, uh, album. Uh, and so that's kind of most of the stuff to know. Um, so let's go to first impressions of the album. We're going to go to Kyle first. And uh, what, was your, what were your impressions when this came out back in 2009? Oh man, you know, I'm a, you know, I'm a fan. Uh, it was, yeah. it was good. Like from the start, they're just, they're just so freaking good. And um, yeah, I, I loved it. Uh, honestly, I was excited because this is, is technically speaking, this is Taylor's first record, right? Uh, is he not on the last one? He he he's he not wrote on Riot? one song on Riot. Remember? Oh, that's right. Because he was right. so he's playing with him. Okay, <laughs> that's right. Yeah. So yeah, I guess it's the first one he's actually like playing a lot on it and stuff. But um, he's, he's yeah, and I think good. Taylor's the best. Yeah, yeah. So uh, Taylor's great. Uh, yeah, I loved it, and uh, it's. I mean, I I instantly enjoyed it, and um, I just she 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 is just such a wonderful uh. Uh, front woman, you know, like she's, she's yeah. just, she's just a BA, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. She's, um, she's got just an enormous amount of talent and it's uh, like kind of hard not to root for someone that's that good unless they're just jerks or something. And I, I don't know if she is or not, but I've never, it's not like I've heard any stories of her. I don't know. No way. She's a jerk. Crashing her car into people's mailboxes I, and I running off or something. She's awesome. Doesn't seem like it. She seems awesome. I'm just gonna. That's the. That's the. What I want to have in my head of her. Uh, so don't tell me your negative things about Haley because I don't want to hear them. They're lies. Uh, I think she's wonderful. Uh, don't at me. Yeah, don't at me, Chris. What about you? What were your first impressions uh, of the album back then? You guys, I wasn't a big Paramore fan, so that's okay. This is really, the first time I've dove in on this no one. No way. Um, yeah, yeah, no kidding. Now, it, 
you know, obviously I started listening all and I, these songs sound familiar. Yeah. Like I think they were being played around. Me, yeah. Or it had five, like on yeah, a, five yeah. singles. You yeah. heard some of these yes. songs. Yes. So it's not like I, I was, wasn't aware of these songs, but uh, yeah, I, 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 there was no reason that I was never super into Paramore. It just didn't, it didn't happen for me, which is odd. Cause you know, you guys are two of my best friends and you guys listen to them all the time, but just, I don't know. I don't have a good reason, um, but That's I'm enjoying okay. it now. It's fun to so, dive into it later in life. And I've been uh, playing the record all week. Well, there you go. So your first impressions are pretty, pretty recent. It is, yeah. It's a fantastic album. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I think it is a great follow-up to riot. That's a, that had some tunes on it that were, I, that album's really good, but it, um, I think they may, I think this is a better record than, than riot. I do too. Um, and so that's that's a that's a hard thing to do is top that album that makes you popular. There's a lot of people that can't quite get over that hump. Or, um, and for as as big as some of the hits were on Riot, uh, it's interesting to me that it's like that's not their record that goes platinum first. Uh, so um, they still had room to grow. I think they I think they hit it just right as far as like Riot was a big enough hit that it got them some fans and got them tours and and just kind of like push them in the right direction without making them like a multi-platinum band when they're 16 years old. And I don't know. I, I think they got the right amount of success to be able to go make this better record. Uh, and I'm not dogging on Riot. I think it's a great record, but I I like this one better, and it was just a little more mature. Um, but the same tricks that we had from the first record. I mean, just we've got Haley going from literally like kind of belt belting screaming at points almost – to like the quietest, sweetest stuff on here. Like she just got range oh, yeah. and, uh, and, and a set of lungs on her. Um, that is kind of unbelievable for how little and tiny she is. Um, so yeah, I love it. I think it's a great follow up, and, um, and I, I really enjoyed it. Uh, I, I don't think I was actually, I don't think I had it when it right came out. I remember I worked, but maybe I did. Cause I had it when I worked at Apple and I worked at Apple from 2008, 2010. So, I guess I did. I I don't remember like buying it the day it came out or something necessarily, but I remember as I heard the singles kind of going like, I need to get this. Um, Cause I was into Paramore, but like this was a record that made me like actually like perk up and listen a little bit more. Uh, well, let's get into track by track then. Uh, if that works for you all, uh, we'll start with track one. That's a good place to start. Right. Uh, which is called careful. Chris, I feel like I want to go to you first, just because since you just now got familiar with this record, I'm just curious what your first impression of the first song is on the record. Dude, this is a baller way to start a record, man. Like It is coming in hot. Uh, Super intense right off the bat. Zach on the drums, uh, just great presence on the drums. You know, some cool fills, a lot going on. Big, big, big energy. Um, And it's got kind of this angsty tone. I'm probably going to use the word angsty mm. a lot. <laughs> yeah. Um, Cause we'll I feel like the it. first, yeah, the first, uh, yeah. <laughs> the angst count. Uh, it, it's uh, yeah, it's got that, it's got some edge, man. I felt, I feel like they, 
they almost wanted to come in a little edgier than um you know the previous record like come in and say hey we're we we are like rock and for roll real. or punk rock yeah we're, we're yeah we're, that wasn't just you know misery business wasn't just a fluke like this is um yeah yeah great that's, great great opening track that's an interesting take because i think you're right they probably were getting i i bet they due to their age had trouble not paying attention to what people were saying about them and i guarantee people were saying about them oh this is just like a it's kind of it was this the things i was saying about avril lavigne in 2002 i bet people were saying about paramore in 2006 uh you know as far as just kind of like oh is this a manufacturer and you know people just all adam want something's that good they're just like oh, i don't know they for some right. reason they like to poo poo on it and be like this is manufactured or this is just like but i think i think you're right that was probably a chip on their shoulder uh to come out with this kyle what are your mm. thoughts on track one? yeah I, so i agree with that and i distinctly remember a comparison that like sh- they they couldn't escape and it annoyed me every time like oh yeah this she's the next gwen stefani and no doubt and it's like that was a thing yes, is it, it just because she was I'm a like, female fronted that's exactly, rock band like um i mean i guess because one guy plays a guitar and another guy plays a bass and she sings they're no doubt and she's gwen stefani but like they're nothing alike like nothing is that, but is that just that's just the testimony to how few female fronted rock bands yeah. there are yeah yeah. Or maybe not are, but have had popularity. I mean, I would say I would compare them in one way. Like both of them have presence, right? Like Haley and Gwen. It's oh like yeah, you, yeah, but they're not stylistically no, anywhere near the. Uh, oh, nothing not on the same spectrum. Um, but no. okay, so so that being said, that dumb thing being said, um, yeah, uh, it, it this song rocks, and you know, you talked about the drums. I'm like, is that a snare drum or a freaking machine gun, dude? It's just. Freaking. <laughs> that pattern at the end of the chorus yeah. is awesome. It is I mean, awesome. over that more uh-huh. line. I mean, it's the chorus is great. I mean, it's just it's a good opening song. I, like they really I do also think that this this song in particular, there's a couple more on this record that do make me um do make me miss uh Josh Farrow, what he brings to the table a little bit because the, the like that guitar part on this one makes me think that that was his thing, right? Like, cause it sounds a little bit more like yes. riot and they kind of move away from that, uh, over the next couple records. Um, but also Taylor is just a killer, killer guitar player and writer. So. Yeah. I mean, if I had to jump right into right now, the difference between the two of them, it would be that, uh, like Josh does, good riffs but they're riffs that sound like they could be other bands riffs. Yep. Well, I'm not saying they're ripping people off, but they they, they tend to sound like I don't want to say generic. That's yeah. not right either cuz this album is not generic. Like it's not. But Taylor does things on their self-titled and that are unexpected after laughter that are unexpected and like I haven't heard anyone else I, do. I completely agree with that. And and so it I feel like he's got just more of his own style and that's hard to do. Yep. Look, there's only there's only like a handful of people that do that really well. I think in the world, in the history of kind of rock and roll music where like you can hear a guitar player and be like, well, that's so that so. guitar yeah. player. Yeah, right. um, I think we'll be able so, to talk a little more about this after this next track. Yeah, I think you're right. So. <laughs> well, help a brother out. So yeah. Taylor, Josh is the only guitar player on Riot. 
right? Uh, and Taylor well, gets I, added to the no, mix. No, not so really. I, th- I think not really. Okay. Yeah, I think Taylor played some, and I think even Hunter, their original guitarist, may have played a skosh. Okay. So a skosh. <laughs> it's a very small amount. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I don't know who. I mean, they just list players, but I know it. Josh wasn't the only one on any of them i don't think until we get to their self-titled one is the only one where taylor's all of the guitars on it i think okay i think the rest of them have at least two guitarists playing on it well and his brother tours with him i think he's like a i think he's a member but not official member justin yeah yeah Yeah. uh now yeah taylor's brother lots of brothers going on it's hard to keep track of them all family um okay should we go to uh, track two ignorance which was one of the singles, I don't remember if it's the first one. I'm pretty sure it's the first yeah, one. But so uh, let's go to track two, Ignorance. Kyle, we're going to you first. Uh, what are your thoughts on Ignorance? Okay, so I first need to get this out of the way. Great song, right? Obviously kicks butt. Um, but so clearly a sequel to Misery Business. Like, in in my opinion, like, it, it is it is a soul sister to that song. Like, um, Yeah, I mean, the frantic yes. vocals on the verses like, for sure. And, 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 are... and I'm not even mad about it. It's great, right? Like, I'm glad that they have more of it. Um, it's their style. It, it's, their it's their style. And, and again, he is just, he's going ape on that freaking snare drum. Um, love the guitar parts. Her voice is insane. I love it. It's It's classic Paramore. But every time I hear it, I do think, like, you know, you, you, it is, it is definitely, I think the closest thing that they ever do again to misery business. I agree with that. And the, um, and it's mostly, it's, well, it's a good, it's really, it's the whole thing. You're right. It's all and, of it. And it was a this huge is really single, the first, right? Yeah, it was. So it's like, yeah. Hey guys, you, you know, they say you can't, uh, catch lightning twice, but they were like, watch this. And and they did it. We did it. <laughs> yeah, I hadn't. I, it's not like I've gotten them confused, but I can definitely hear there are definitely similarities. There were obviously this was going to be a single yeah. because it's a got like kind of two choruses that are both totally. awesome, and the pre-chorus is awesome. Yep. And let's talk about the bass line. Oh my gosh! Oh, uh, this is the first song good. where I'm like, oh, that dude can play. Which I think Those this growls is the, at the beginning. Ooh, tasty. He's a. Uh, I'm. I am sad they lost that he left the band. Uh, Jeremy, underappreciated uh, bass player. He's a, one of the best bass players of of the last like decade and a half or so, in my opinion. Yeah. He's so good, um, and um, he, he kind of shines on those pre choruses here specifically. He's a very good bass player. He's not like a guitarist that was like, I'll play bass in the band, or he might have been. He probably was. But he quickly... Yeah, he is. He's fantastic. I mean, it's most... But, yeah, but he got good at it. Uh, he he didn't just... Um, he's not just picking and grinning on that thing, so... You know what it is? He's, Chris, he's, what he's you, a handsome what? devil, and people people thought, ah, he's just a pretty face. 
We underappreciate plays those uh, Gibson Rippers. Yeah, the Gibson Ripper bass that uh, that Stevo had one. Uh, he plays. That's what he plays. Uh huh. Yeah. Bold. Yeah, that's it's bold. A, that's a it's cool a bass. bass. Uh, it's a heavy guitar. It's a very, if I remember correctly. <laughs> it's a heavy. Yeah, it's like a seventies. <laughs> yes, I remember picking up, being like, "This was a bad choice, Steve-O. And not a um, lot of people play it. <laughs> everything, everything Chris and I's bass player had was the heaviest version of that piece of gear you could get. It was like Ampeg vintage head with thirty-seven tubes in it. Ampeg eight by ten that weighed a thousand pounds. Yeah. Uh, Gibson Ripper that would like give me chiropractic issues in my 30s, but fortunately, we were young and I could do bad things to my back. Um, yeah, I think this Good. is one of the best. Oh, sorry, Chris, go ahead. Yeah, I, yeah, no, I was gonna say, uh, they put a lot of work into this song. Um, yeah, clearly was going to be pushed as a single. There's like a lot of like uh, background candy, like the subtle background box, Haley with the quiet haze. Um, mm-hmm. you can tell they spent a lot of time on it, but yeah, like you said, there's, there's like three hooks in this song. I mean, there's just like, yeah. save some hooks for the rest of us. Um, <laughs> really? I mean, of, there's like, there's so many hooks <laughs> in this song. It's so good. I think it's one yeah, of the it, best rock yeah. songs of the two thousands. Good song. Like, Dude, period. Uh, well, you, you, you didn't even need the ignorance is your new best friend. Tag. No. And it's and, so and, good. And then you add that to it. It's like, God, geez, man. <laughs> Yeah, it's really it's already good without that, and then that is almost so familiar because it's kind of like, um, oh, and, you know, it's kind of uh, what's it like? It's like some old kind of elementary school nana nana boo boo yeah. almost style kind of like, and um, it's just great. It's so it's so good, um, and I bet it's a so much fun to play live. Oh yeah, I don't oh, yeah, understand yeah. how you could not. I don't understand how you could get bored playing this song. Um, they probably don't. It's a it's a really good song. Uh, let's go to track three, which is "Playing God." Chris, let's go to you. What are your thoughts on track three? I, I like that they kind of, it, it almost felt like they were going to bring it down a notch, like the really soft guitars, the yep. organ, I think like a little B3, but the chorus is still really br- uh, big. This song yeah. just moves and breathes really, really well. And the, uh, probably going to steal this from either of you guys, but that point the finger, I'll point it back at you line. Great line. Yeah. Great line. Dig it. It's a really good line. Um, Kyle, what are your thoughts? Love that line. Love the line before it. (laughs) Next time you point a finger, I might have to bend it back or break it off. Um, Yeah, it's a great line. Uh, Dude, I love this song. And one thing that I really love about this album, and it's it is the shape, it's it's kind of the shape of things to come with Paramore, is the layers that are involved. Chris, you said on the last song you could tell that it was a single. They just put so much into it. I feel like they do that on every song. Like this song is so good. There's so many layers. Like go back and listen to it. And there are some like I'm gonna I'm gonna say it like Uptown Girl, Billy Joel level O's Ooh. in this song. Love it. Yeah. Um, I didn't even pick up on those. They're That's low awesome. in the mix, but she's on those last choruses. Yes. Yeah. And they are all, like, they're so good. 
you listen for them and you wish they were louder, but like, you know, they don't need to be louder. They're just barely. Oh man. They're so freaking awesome. Um, such a good song. And also I love, um, there is a sweetness to the way that this melody is sung and it's just so it's not sweet. And I love that, you know, like, yeah, you can point your finger at me and I'll break it off. (laughs) Yeah. I, I love it. I mean, I think I'll that, kill you. Yeah, I will yeah. kill you. <laughs> it's definitely like a She'll it's like a straighter you. song. Like the the you know the rhythm is just dun, 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 you know, and it's just it's a straighter kind of more bouncy kind of thing. And you're right. It's like they started off and you think it's going to be ballady maybe, but then it kicks into kind of a different gear. Well, you know how like the rest of it. But she's just a great singer, man. You, it's just you know how like when someone's like so mad that they're smiling. You know, they're like smiling yeah. mad and it's like <laughs> kind of like terrifying. Scary. Yeah, like yeah. very scary. Yeah. Like this, this song is that. <laughs> and Great Bridge, by the oh, way, bridge, I, yeah. I look, I didn't really think of, this is weird. I've never been, you know, I talk about Yellow Card being one of those bands where like Ryan Key always has a good bridge. Yep. We, we have some bands like that where I feel like they always do good pre-chorus or something. I didn't really thought about it with Paramore, but gosh, I almost picked the bridge on like half the tracks on this record for the clip because I was just like, man, it has some really good bridges on it. They just don't waste any, they don't waste any part of the song. And this is a great bridge. And really, so is the verse. And so is the chorus. Like they just have hook after hook. The drums and on I, that bridge too. Yeah. It's really cool. Um, They're a good band. Like they're not just, they're young kids and they're doing some really cool technical stuff on, on these songs that, um, I know it's not. I mean, this is a. They've got the one of the best producers in the world uh, doing this album with them, but it's not. I can tell it's not him that's like going. Oh, you know what you should do is do this snare fill. I mean, you know that's them. Yeah. Uh, he's he's tightening it up. I'm sure. No, and he's exactly. Yeah, no helping him out with th- that brilliant. That he's like literally manufacturing each part of the song. You're absolutely yeah. right. Yeah. Well, I mean, there are. They're just not in this genre. Uh, but yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> sorry. sorry. Yes, in the every Beyonce are. song has 14 writers and. Um, Anyway, Fair point. Uh, yeah, but Amen. yeah, I mean, they're just they're, they're doing good at. No, I'm not saying anything into. I'm just saying like, but the track is yeah. about the track, and you know that kind of music is all about the producer. Um, this is more Rob helping it along and getting paid on the sweet back. He's end. guiding them. Yeah, he's guiding them. Um, okay, uh, any other thoughts on playing God, or shall we go to Brick by Boring Brick? Let's do it. Let's do it. Here we go. Uh, you know what's kind of funny, guys, is that I normally have a chance to listen to the album in headphones before we talk about it, and I didn't listen to this one in headphones this week it's because I just one. happened to be my whole crew was gone, so I just had loud music playing through the house and stuff. But now that I'm listening to headphones right now, eating these clips, I'm like, God, I should have listened to this in headphones yeah. before. Yeah, it's <laughs> talking about because there's some really cool stuff going yeah. on. Uh, Chris, what are your thoughts on uh, Brick by Boring Brick? Okay, so this is another like kind of like super tough 
song like the i mean the bridge oh, okay okay let, let me start over so the yeah. verse is is like kind of super tough and like yeah. i'm pretty sure somebody had to wipe the mic off every time she said brick by boring brick because she is pushing mm. yeah bri- i mean just like there had to be just spit all over that thing um and it's badass and then so i i feel like the classic method for a song is to you know have kind of the chill verse build tension with the pre-chorus and then have that big chorus and then they did the opposite here where like they use the pre-chorus to reduce the tension kind of like and then it's like this kind of melodic pretty chorus um yeah just really really interesting and then the um the the bop bars (laughs) yeah (laughs) good job Uh, but again but again you already had a great song oh and then they add the babas and you're like oh you just needed one more thing that someone could sing along to uh, yeah, you're totally right. I had the same note. It's like really tough verse, slightly sweeter chorus. And then by the time we get to that bridge, it's like really sweet. Uh, and it's like, it's a, you don't normally have a song that goes the opposite direction like that. I really wanted to do the bridge as the clip, obviously, but I thought it was better to show the kind of juxtaposition of those verses into the choruses, how they really normally do the, but most people do the opposite of it. Um, but again, Kyle, to your point, this is a little bit, verses are a little bit misery business too. I mean, yeah. it's like their style. Like she's just good at like writing an kind of angry, get something off my chest verse, like r- really wordy, get it all out there and then have some sort of simpler refrain in a chorus. She's good at it. Yeah. What, what are your thoughts? Yeah. I mean, though, dude, on I, the rest of the track? I love this one. I, I love the non-conventional chorus, the, you know, the go get your shovel and we'll dig a deep hole. Yeah, uh, that like, you know, that's that's kind of a stretch, but she but like they rock it They make it. She makes it work. Um, I love the way it's sung. One of my f- absolute favorite things about this song, another little ear candy thing, the lead guitar part that's played during the chorus on every chorus. Yeah. One of the guys is singing it at the end of the song. What? And and like uh... there's like there's like a like even like falsetto, you know, um and it's 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 the chorus melody yeah, it's just it, not sung at the same rhythm yes and it's yeah. and it's buried and it's buried deep in the mix but it sounds so good in headphones uh it's another one of those things that i just like desperately want them to turn it up and i'm like nah they sold millions of records it's in the right spot but yeah, uh, <laughs> they, yeah they knew what but they're doing. apparently but, they know what they're doing but uh well yeah tom lord Alg knows what he's doing or to, i think he mixed it to chris's point the i i completely agree with how aggressive she gets on the brick by boring brick um it's such great alliteration it's such a good line i i think i i mean i'm i'm gonna go out on a limb here and say that this is when um set your goals or like you know what we yes 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 yes, (laughs) we gotta get this chick on a song and if you if you've never heard Haley williams unload on the few that remain by set your goals do yourself a favor, freaking pause this podcast right now and go listen to it. It's it is Dude, I I I personally sold at least a dozen <laughs> Paramore records by by saying, dude, she's she's way more badass than oh, you, you you let listen to this song. What a what um, a song. I I mean my dream has always been to be in a band with a with a girl fronting, like a rock band with a girl fronting it. And Lord it's just, knows it's, we tried. We tried. We tried. I mean, <laughs> we so we tried. I, it's it's hard to find. Um, it's hard to find someone with that confidence. Mm-hmm. Honestly, that's the hardest yeah. part. Is that a lot of people are just really shy on a microphone. People, period. I mean, it's it's hard to find good front people, men or women. But 
but the girls sometimes I you know in the times I've either seen bands or or tried to start bands with them, you know sometimes they just don't have that presence that you really want a front person to have in a band. And gosh, she has all of yep, it. She I got mean, it like all. just oozing out of her. Um, I, it doesn't look like it's any effort. I mean, it looks like it's just right. who she is. <laughs> um, and he, I love that. And I, I would be, um, I would not be the dude you knew, um, Kyle, that walked away from this <laughs> situation because <laughs> I just, I yeah, wouldn't. Yeah. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm eternally jealous of anyone. Uh, if if Paramore called me today and was like, we need a backup guitarist. Some dude broke his arm. Who do I got to kill? Family, I'm going on the road for the next little while because uh, that would be like a dream. Kids, I would, I daddy's got to go. I would love go. to be in this band. They don't want some 38-year-old dude in their band, though, probably. So um, not going to happen. But uh, uh, anyway, that's that's... That's where we're at. Uh, we're all we we all like this band, obviously. Yeah, so let's go to track five. Turn it off. I barely got to a chorus there, <laughs> but I mean that bridge is too good. It is, it is wonderful. I had to do the bridge on that one. Um, it's uh, again talking about Haley. Man, her voice goes. I wanted to pick that clip because like it's so sweet and like beautiful at the first part, and then she's freaking just belting it out at the end. And uh, any voice can do both those things is real, real nice. Uh, Chris, what are your, what are your thoughts on it? Uh, great song. These very young musicians um, do a great job of making each different piece of these beautifully crafted songs dynamic. Uh, almost every verse has, you know, different moments, like the first part of the verse. And, you know, they're just doing little, you know, adding little, uh, you know, drum fills or just changing up the drums a little bit of the bass line a little bit um, to add these little differences. It's really apparent though, in this song, um, just the little things they're doing to keep to keep the song interesting, um, and I'm I'm trying to point out things that I think are less obvious because the really obvious things are you know she can sing and the chorus is great you know what I mean. <laughs> so, but that's what having a good rhythm section does for you. If you've got Absolutely. a really good drummer and a really good bass player, they can fill space, and you don't have to do it with guitars, which means that you can really do dynamics really well because you've got four people that know how to play dynamics, and in a lot of bands you if you you know a lesser drummer might just not be able to change it up enough you know or have the kind of like chops like this guy definitely has chops like Mm -hmm. he could probably play any genre pretty well and after laughter is actually a good example of that like the drums on that are kind of insane and there's all this extra percussionist kind of stuff uh it's really cool um and if you have a decent drummer you all right, you have to rely on something else. So, I mean, like, even a good example of that, of, like, one of my favorites, is, like, Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers. Stan Lynch isn't, like, the best drummer ever. He's just kind of a solid backbone drummer, but that's, like, what that needs. 
Exactly. So it's then, the right like, thing for that music. So then, most of the dynamics are coming from the other instruments. Um, and look, there's nothing wrong with that. I love the kind of simple four on the four backbeat kind of thing too. But in punk rock, it can get a little bit um, repetitive for a lot of bands. Like, and even like, there's even some of that that happened with like last week we talked about Sum Forty One and that album. The dynamics in it are more of the traditional. Uh, not distorted guitar, distorted right. guitar. Yeah. Like that's the more traditional. <laughs> clean guitar bridge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the more like traditional way to do it. And they're doing clean guitar, distorted guitar here too, but they're doing more than that too. Sometimes they're doing distortion. It's like, well, I only have to do one note, and then the bass is gonna take over it. That 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 little pre-chorus of ignorance is a good example of that. The guitars are just kind of feeding back for that verse, and it's really the bass and the drums that are doing everything. But it's still interesting. So, um, anyway, Kyle, what are your thoughts on? Uh, on turn it off. Um, I agree with both you dudes. I'm not going to be redundant and say all the same things, but I will say I do really love the line in the chorus. Um, in, and in the free fall, I will realize I'm better off when I hit the bottom. Like that's a, that's a great line. And that's harsh though. Yeah, it is harsh. <laughs> it's like, um, <laughs> it's mature too. Cause no one likes it in the bottom and she's wailing at the end. I mean, it's just oh, yeah, God. freaking awesome. Yeah. It's intense. Yeah. I would love to even just like be in the studio when she's doing this thing. Cause it, it just doesn't sound like she's ever not giving it a hundred percent. Maybe there's some take somewhere where it's not there, but, uh, I love it. And it's not, it's, it's always good, but like sometimes she's like being super pretty and other times mm. not. It's like whatever the mood of that line is or whatever. Yeah. Right. Um, she's good at it. Okay, let's go to track six, the only exception. Kyle, you first. Only exception. Thoughts? Man, what a great song. Um, <laughs> I mean, there there's nothing bad about it. I love that acoustic guitar tone. Um, I love the freaking bass when he builds in. That bass line is so tasty, and he's playing with her just singing. Uh, he's scaling about, and uh, I love, you know, you were you were just talking about how She's never not giving it her all, but she sings, she can sing all over the place, right? She can sing, she can do like the whole head voice, uh, yep. you know, chest voice thing, and she rocks it all. And that freaking bridge on this one is just, is just proof of that. And as, I mean, aside from, That's why I picked it. aside from all of these <laughs> awesome things about the song, awesome elements, awesome parts, uh, it's also just a super sweet song. I mean, I I really dig the sentiment of this song. I think that I do too. Um, I think that there's something, you know, there's something naive about all of us when we're young and we have these uh, impossible standards 
you know, for the one that we're going to meet. And then, uh, this idea that like the, the person that she's found is the exception, you know what I mean? Like, it's not like, yeah, it's, it's not that it's not the lowering of standards. It's like this, I thought I wanted this. You're the exception to that. And, um, I, I think that that is so real and, uh, romantic. I love it. Uh, Chris, what are your thoughts on the track? Oh, Kyle was pretty eloquent there. I'm not sure there's much not sure <laughs> left you can for follow me it. to say. Uh, I thought that the uh, the mallet work on the symbols was very nice. <laughs> very know, nice. Uh-huh. I'll just say that's one of many notes I had, but uh, no need to 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 double up on uh, on my birthday buddy's fine fine representation of that tune. Mm, thank you. I'm pre- I'm pretty much with you. I think Kyle kind of summed up the song pretty well. Uh, the the two things I will say are first of all. I tried to look up, um, I am pretty sure this is an alternate tuning and I'm pretty sure it's the same alternate tuning as cold plays yellow. Cause that last chord of the oh, song sounds yes. just like the opening chord of that song. Every tab I find online says it's in normal standard tuning, but like I, it's, it sounds the exact same as that. And if they did that on purpose, I love it. If they did it on an accent, I still love it too. But if they did it on purpose, I really love it. Cause that's a great, chord structure from Coldplay's Yellow. Um, and the other thing I'm going to say is less about the track and more about like, this is a really, really amazing first six tracks for an album, right? I mean, I'm oh, not yeah. crazy <laughs> to no, say that it's like, really good. they are knocking it out of the park at this point. I mean, they have not, um, to have the pressure of, like I said, sort of what is the pressure of a sophomore record, you know, I'm sure there were more uh, expectations from the label and from everyone around them and on themselves. And gosh, they have like really put together a heck of a first six tracks of, of an album uh, to follow up riot in my opinion. Um, And good for them. They've done good so far. So let's move to the back half of the album and go to track seven. Feeling sorry. Kyle, what are your thoughts on Feeling Sorry? Great song. It rocks. Um, I think the song before this is so fantastic. So I feel like if you are able to even follow it up at all, then you did a good job. And I, <laughs> I think that I think that they did that. You yeah. know, I think it would be pretty easy to uh, throw in what my uh, birthday buddy might call a crap sandwich after that last one. And, um, and they didn't, I, I, the, I really love the, that line in the bridge, of uh, uh, all the best lies are told with fingers tied. So cross them tight. I love yeah. that freaking great. Um, I, I, I really dig it. I will say that like, you know, maybe it's more, it's less complex than, yeah. than some, some of the songs that we had, uh, up to this point, but it's still a great song. And I think you mentioned, you know, wherever she's at, she's given a hundred percent. I think that the effort that she puts in sells the songs. You know what I mean? Like you just, yeah, it, 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 it's like I'm in because she is, she's doing it. 
So, yeah, I agree. It's definitely the middle of the record song. Yeah, yep. like it's it's not it's the it's the weakest one we've heard so far, but it's still a good song. Yeah, and uh, and I wouldn't kick it off. And um, again, I pick the bridge because it's it's a fantastic. It's uh, to me, it's the best part of this song. Some of the other ones have great bridges, but it's like, oh, and then there's a thing after it. And this is a fine song. It's it's a great song, but um, but uh, the I think the bridge like stands out on this one yep. more than um, some of the other ones. Uh, Chris, what are your thoughts on feeling sorry? Yeah, it it. It's, it's it's really hard to follow up the only exception so yeah um it, it it's odd to me how this this song could almost be like a lead single on a crappier band's <laughs> right. album yeah. but on this album it's like oh okay nice yeah. little throwaway tune there after only exception uh it, well but, you almost um, wonder if that's intentional I, I, right like oh i think yeah, so yeah yeah i mean you, you, right but i i, I think the uh, order wise you're right absolutely it was like uh right. let's put this in the middle it, because they, they kind of brought it back to a major key. I, I feel like it was almost like a, a transition song. Like, all right, we got to kind of bring the mood, mood change the mood a little. I don't want to say bring the mood up because the uh, ballad before this is uplifting. But um, but we're going to just, we're going to talk about looking up next. And I think. But we are we ramping use that trend. We're definitely exactly. ramping. Yeah. Right. That's what I'm saying. I think we're building, yeah. building momentum back up. Yeah. Instead of just coming out with like a freaking rager right after that. Right. I don't think that would work. You can't. You can't just hit the accelerator <laughs> that hard after hitting right. us with uh, with the only exception, um, which is great. I want. I always wonder, like, you know, you know, every band has these songs about going through stuff that you're going through right then, and this whole record's clearly about, um, you know, their struggles as a band and 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 being a little bit famous and and just kind of some of the pressures that come with that. And then even like only exception, she happens to be in a relationship with someone else that's in a famous band. So that's not even private really. You know, you've got this sort of suedo public relationship, not like they were on TMZ or anything. <laughs> They're not that big. Yeah, but, but anybody in the scene was yeah, well. But aware. in the scene people knew. And so, you know, oh, that's about him. And I, you know, I just wonder what that's like then 15 or, you know, whatever, I guess at this point, 13 years after, like what it's like singing those songs. I wonder if it's, is it weird? Is it not weird? Uh, especially for as young as they mm. were like, do, cause I look back at like me being even 19 years old or something and just kind of roll my eyes at the things that <laughs> I thought I either knew or was wise about or whatever. It's just always something that comes with age. Um, so I just, I always wonder like on, on so much of it is clearly very personal. It doesn't sound like she's the kind of person that writes just like, lyrics that sound good together you know <laughs> it's like something she's actually feeling so i'm just always curious about that it's, it's very swift tangent of on... her yes that's that's very true is that wait but she was technically she when predated did swift, when, <laughs> when did uh fearless come out is that 2005 yeah. yeah you're right okay t swift is swagger jacking Haley. okay okay no I don't remember the years. No it was around the same time, though. Yeah, definitely. Not, um, not the, that, sorry, there wasn't a reference to the band. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay, let's go to track eight, Looking Up. I was a few cheap shots away from the end of me, taken for granted.
Chris, we're going to you first. What are your thoughts on looking up? Uh, you know, I, I have similar feelings um, of looking up as feeling sorry, which is that it's kind of the three quarters album tune. Wasn't one of their favorites, I don't think, probably. Um, yeah, I, I don't have a lot to say about the song. It's it's all right, but not to, to blow my blow me away. I, but you can't do that t- twelve times in a row, like on any album. So I'm, for the most part, yeah, that's it's what hard. I'm saying. Is like it's hard to the, do. The, you have to. Well, I think every album has to have these songs that kind of transition, you know, to the ending. So uh, Kyle, say nothing at all. <laughs> Kyle, what about you? Um, so. It, I I will say in fairness to my birthday buddy that I feel like um, I feel like if you had heard it at the time, the lyrics probably would have hit you in the feels because like she's declaring like how cool it is that this band is a thing and it's and that they're traveling around the world doing what they love. And so for that, like it hits me in all the feels. That's what I wanted to do. And so I'm like, good for you Mm. guys you did it you know like that's and it's it's cool that like she's so happy about it that they wrote a song about it you know what i mean that's they're they're grateful so that's i don't know it kind of gives me the warm fuzzies i don't disagree with you as far as like strength of the song but it it hits me it hits me in the feels um and also man just i mean we can just we can just kiss her butt on how great she sings uh, uh, but it's like that freaking controlled like small vibrato sneaking in i i love it so much yeah i'm with you i mean i'm glad you brought up the thing about um the the lyrics because i i obviously relate to it too we were in a band obviously trying to make it at the same time and so like i i feel the same way because like even though we didn't make it to where uh paramore is i i i still like I still look back and go, Oh man, I got to do a lot of cool things that like if, if 16 year old me knew I I got to do that, he'd be thrilled about it. Even though like in the moment I was sometimes like not, not happy about it because we weren't making it or whatever. Um, so I relate to it. I don't know if people do though. I don't know if like, if you're just a fan of this band, I don't know if those lyrics mean anything to you. Um, Probably not. not. I mean, maybe they don't, I don't know. It's, it's hard to know, but, um, but they do mean a lot to me. So in in that way, it is definitely a middle of the album song, but the lyrics make me nostalgic for that time. And so, uh, that it bumps it up a little bit for me, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Well, cool. Let's go to track. Nine, uh, which is entitled, I don't know, sorry, my list got moved in front of me. Track nine, which is where the lines overlap. Kyle, what are your thoughts on track nine where the lines overlap? I mean, I feel like I feel like it's a continuation of the last song. Uh in, in it is. In, I mean, so, it feels like to me. Um I, I I again, you know, in case anybody listening didn't know this, we used to be in bands. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, like, seriously. And and we were trying to do that for our jobs, you know? So like a band that I enjoyed seeing success and appearing to be grateful 
you know, like mm-hmm. y- it's like, you know, uh, I know that I don't know these guys, but like, I feel like they're sharing that success with me, you know what I mean? And I get to feel grateful for, for this success that they've achieved. Um, and I know that that's weird, but you know, I know that everyone listening to this knows that when you're a super fan of someone, you feel like you're a part of that movement in some way. And, and, um, and so I, I dig it. Um, I love, she gets a little growly in parts of this one, which I, which I like. And also I love the, uh, you know, I've got a feeling, um, that, uh, that you'll sing it back to me. That's just freaking, is that meta? Yeah. Uh, like I don't, I don't. Is it not quite meta, or it's only meta when they play it live? <laughs> well, I mean, it's certainly you know, it's like, what if no one had sang it back to them? Yeah, uh, that would be crushing. Yeah, what Soul would crushing. happen if we had written this song <laughs> oh, and no yeah, one be... sang it back? <laughs> I think you count on at least more than twelve people being at your shows after that riot album. Doesn't yeah. matter really what happens yeah, that's with this. True. You're gonna have more than twelve. Riot, it, it uh, did pretty good. Yeah, it did fine. Uh, I'm with you though. I wanted, I was rooting for this band. Like mm-hmm. I, there were some other young bands, as Chris maybe kind of mentioned, that you were like, oh, I just feel like they just like made it without trying, or were kind of copying someone else mm-hmm. too much. And there were lots of reasons to not like bands. Like there, it was normally like, oh, I feel like they haven't worked very hard, or I feel like they're just copying yeah. what some other band did better. Um, but this band like was original enough that like, I, I'm not mistaking them for anyone else and super talented and young and seemed like they were just all in on it. And I just, I wanted them to do well. And so to hear them kind of sing about it, like I said, makes me a little nostalgic, even though really I, these three songs are probably more of in the middle of the record kind of songs. Although I think this one's better than the last two. Yeah. Um, and yeah, the kind of optimism in it, uh, that youthful optimism is, um, it's nice. It's nice to have in a in a song sometimes. Um, Chris, any thoughts on where the lines overlap? Yeah, well, you're absolutely right. This song speaks so much to that uh, that effect that this band has on me, which is that optimism you kind of feel that makes you want to root for them. But it's not as if I ever read an article in Alternative Press or Rolling Stone about like their history or like I knew anything really real about them other than like what was just coming across in the music that it's like a vibe, just, but mm-hmm. yeah, absolutely. And it just, you're absolutely right. It always made you just feel like, Oh, these are, these are some of the good guys. And uh, I, I, yeah, I hope they do well. As far as the song goes, um, you know, the, the, the first has some really nice touches here, like just the, again, the mixing and, and production, um, the clean guitar, everything's just mixed just right. And then um, a few little uh, uh, breaks, in this song where Haley's singing, you know, where her vocals are soloed, you, you highlighted one of them in your clip. Yeah. You guys, she's uh, not a bad singer. Oh, not <laughs> not bad, bad at all. At all. Yeah. 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 Not it, bad at all. But uh, it, it's really, it, you know, it's bold to, to just like put her vocals out there naked like that. Not a lot of effects on them either. And it sounds so great. Yeah. Cause she's good. You can do that. Yeah. It's totally possible. Okay. Let's go to track 10 penultimate track. Misguided ghosts. Now I'm told that this is life And pain is just a simple compromise So we can get what we want out of it Would someone care to classify Our broken hearts and twisted minds So I can find someone to rely on And run to them 
Chris, let's go to you. Uh, what are your thoughts on Misguided Ghosts? It's a really sweet song. Um, I, I like the choice to put this mood change towards the end of the record. Um, I, I like the subtle effects on our vocals. and um, Yeah, it's a very, very pleasant song. Yeah. Kyle, thoughts? Yeah, I I agree with Chris as far as like uh, it's it's this song for me is all about placement because if you put, if you try to put this one after the only exception, no, no one's going to remember it. Right. right? No, Uh, but like making it the second to last track, excellent choice. Um, I also think it's kind of cool because I know that uh, this is going to, I'm going to sound like a hater in this. I don't mean to, but like, I feel like folk music in some way, shape or form has been one of the longest trends that I don't quite understand fully. (laughs) (laughs) There's nothing less shocking than you saying that Kyle. (laughs) There's nothing. I'm with you though. I'm with you. It's just, I just don't relate. And also I'm like, I'm watching the people that are super into it. And I feel like, Oh, how are you? Super, how are you this into this? I don't understand. Like, I don't know. Um, I don't know what I think, but, but, but I feel like this is a little, uh, a little folky before that movement really hit hard. And so they were kind of ahead of the curve on that. So, um, I, I dig the guitar part. Um, and it doesn't go too far for me either. So, um, I, I like this song, but I do think that, uh, I do think it's also brilliant placement. So, yeah, yeah, you definitely had to put this last. That you can play those two back to back in a live set, which they did when I saw them in Chicago. Yeah, they did their little acoustic set in the middle with um, oh, cool <clears> with touch. this and the only exception. Um, but yeah, not on the record. That would not work. That's uh, too big of a lull. And this is a great little kind of last track, mm. second to last track, kind of like queuing you up for for the final track. All I wanted. Uh, what are your thoughts on the last track? I am All I wanted. so glad you asked me because... Um, <laughs> well, I mean, you knew I was going uh, hate it. Uh, uh, <laughs> I, I love it. Um, big surprise. And uh, surprise, I'm also going to say how wonderful her voice is. But I'm going to draw a comparison to okay. her voice and someone else's. And I'm just going to say that prior to this to to paramore i feel like this quality of like female vocal was not just uh you know it it wasn't super common and i would say that she is drawing hard cassandra from crucial taunt wayne's world <laughs> what vocal vibes <laughs> That's not where I thought this was going to go. It's not the direction. The way that she's wailing at the at the end there, you know, like she is going hard. Hey, watch Wayne's World again. Trust me, Cassandra goes there. Okay, we will. 
I guess check that out. <laughs> it's been a long yeah. time. Dude, uh, if yeah, it's been a long blitz, time. Same alliteration as brick by brick. It, I see, hey, I see some, it's been, some, some parallels here. If it's been a long time <laughs> since you've watched Wayne's World, then you should treat yourself anyway because it is a wonderful movie. But um, yeah, she sounds like Cassandra there from uh, Crucial Taunt. Uh, and, and aside from that, wonderful song. Just so good. Her vo- her voice is so good. I love the way that this song builds. I love everything about it. They, uh, I would say to all the bands that we say, hmm, didn't quite land it, uh, this is how you do it. They stuck the landing. Mm-hmm. They stuck it, yeah. Chris, what are your thoughts? This is, a, this is a power ballad, right? I don't know if it's a ballad. I mean, it, well, I mean, I, I mean, I power ballad. You. It's, it's power. It's power. Okay, I don't know okay. if I'd go power ballad. Power, I feel like okay. power ballad's normally a little slower. Power ballad's like Angel by Aerosmith to me. Okay. Okay. It's got to be okay. even a little sappier, a little more reverb. Well, I really enjoyed this song. Completely agree with Kyle and probably with uh, um, Blake as well that it was a great way to end the, the tune. I just imagine Blake's probably going to agree with that. Um, hey, I am. And uh, the, uh, there's a lyric uh, kind of in the middle there too that. Uh, really touched me um relive the start remember to slow down at all our favorite parts um i thought that was really touching and it kind of reminded me of that um andy bernard quote i wish there was a way to know you're in the good old days before you've left them oh um, yeah it's a classic I I, I I i don't know i i i think for uh you know a younger person to kind of have that perspective on on a relationship or, or whatever type of relationship she's talking about um i, I don't know i thought it was really good so hey, it's a great song. Great, great ending song. Blake, I know you're a fan, so I'm just going to ask you about this. Uh, you're mm-hmm. a Switchfoot fan. I Every yeah. time I hear the uh, the melody to the uh, Yesterday is a Wrinkle on Your Forehead. Wow. I just. Oh, they are similar. But like, yep. Very close. And I have no problems with it. So. No, no actually, fine. as soon as you said switch foot, it popped yeah. in my head. I was like, oh, I know where he's going. It's, yeah, you're right. Those are very similar. I never thought of that before, but yeah, those are similar uh, similar melodies. Um, and I bet Haley listened to switch foot. Oh, I've yeah. got a hunch. Sure. Got a hunch. Um, yeah, it's a great ending track. And oddly enough, here's a hot take. I don't think they generally have good last tracks on their record. Hmm. Um, this is actually the only record of theirs that has like a, a good, a truly good song. They kind of do this weird thing where sometimes they have this kind of noisy instrumental thing at the end, which is, it works fine for the end of the record, but it's not something I like. I'm like, Oh, that's a good song. Does that make sense? Like it might end the record well, but it's not, it's kind of like how, there's a lot of records like that where I'm like, oh, I don't mind this as the ending of the record, but I wouldn't put it on a playlist. Whereas like 23 by Jimmy World is one that I'm like, it's amazing. And when they close <laughs> the show with it, it's like, oh my gosh, this is perfect. Um, they don't really ever have those kind of songs, but this is this close to that as they get with it. Because this is a great song and it feels really epic. And it kind of feels like the like cool rockin' version of Oddly Enough, uh, all I want is you by you too. You know, that's kind of mm. like an epic song too. And this obviously very lyrically similar, but definitely more balls of the wall rock. And I like it. I'm into it. I like both. I like both songs. Um, okay. That's it for track by track. Let's go to final sort of awards and lasting impressions. Kyle, do you think it holds up? Duh. Duh. <laughs> 
Doy. Read that dumb magazine. <laughs> yeah, uh, it holds up Chris, sure. Chris, what about you? I mean, you just yeah. listened to it, but did it feel fresh or did it oh, sound stale yeah. like 2009? Oh, God, no, no. I, I, actually, yeah, it would have been hard for me to guess what year this record was created. If you had, That's a good thing, I, I think. Had, if it hadn't been written on the uh, on the track listing on iTunes. But yeah, no, it definitely holds up. Uh, I think it definitely it holds up. and I th- great in headphones, in my car, everywhere. Yeah, I'm going to listen to it on headphones tomorrow at some point um, because I've enjoyed listening to these clips on headphones. Uh, I think it definitely holds up. I think it's a really, really, just really great follow-up to Riot um, mm-hmm. for as kind of hyped as Riot got people um, to be able to come out of the gate. Like I said, I think the back half of the album is not as good as the front half of the album, yeah. for sure. Um, but man, those first six tracks are as good as six tracks are on a record mm. as as... Yeah. I can, I mean, there are probably a handful of other records that I can think of that have really great songs uh, to start off the record. But man, um, a lot of the albums we talk about have a lull before that sometimes, or at least a song where we go like, oh, I could take it or leave it or whatever. Those first six are all fantastic. And almost every part of them is fantastic. So I definitely think it holds up. It was a good follow-up to Riot. Um, And uh, what about, is it their best album? We'll go to Kyle first because you've got probably more of an opinion than Chris does, but he's going to say no. No, it's not. And, no. And, <laughs> okay, and, but I and to to Paramore's <clears throat> credit, um, I think I have liked each record as they've progressed more than the record before. I think I feel the exact same way. So, uh, pretty much, yeah. It's pretty cool Which when is, a band's been doing it for this long that they're that that they put out a new record that I like better than their old records. It almost never happens. Yeah. I mean, to me that's that's a real testimony yeah. to like how good you are as a band if is if you keep putting stuff out and people aren't going like, "Oh, I, they were better w- during this one or this was their best album." Yeah. Um and uh I'm with you. Now, I don't know if that's everyone in the fan base, but like I remember specifically um, yeah, my answer would be no too. Cause I think it's their next one. I think it's their, their self-titled one. Uh, but I remember when that album was about to come out, like Mark Hoppus tweeting, like, uh, this new Paramore album is amazing. And if you just wanted them to keep doing the same thing over and over again, you're not going to be happy maybe, but like, that's boring. And, <clears throat> and I, I, I agree. I think they just knocked it out of the park with their self-titled one yep. uh, that comes after this, after the Pharaoh brothers leave. And, um, and they kind of go through, uh, Hey, is this even going to happen? Like, I mean, I think a lot of people thought they might just be done at that point. Um, I think people, fair brothers are, are talented. And Zach was back for the most recent one after laughter, uh, which was glad to have him back. Cause he's a great drummer. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think people thought they were a more important part of the band. I think they thought they were a more important part of the band mm. than they really were. <laughs> and I don't know anything about the details of what happened. I none. I, 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 being in a band is hard. It's being in a business with people that you like live and sleep and eat and you're constantly with and you have different artistic opinions about. It's tough being in a band. Uh, and I'm sure it's hard to be in a band with Haley in just the sense that like the with, whole with your band boyfriend. was about her. Right. Well, and it's just hard. I think it's just hard to like, if you are in a, 
if you're not the front person in a band, you're not getting the attention that the front person is in any band. But if Haley right. Williams is the front person oh in your band, gosh. you're definitely no one cares about you. If you if right. you can't it's a handle whole other being, level. not being in the limelight <laughs> or being cast in someone's shadow, then this yeah. is the the not the right band for you to be in. And the and the nature of that is that she's gonna get to throw her weight around a little bit more. And I'm not saying this is what happened. I don't know. I'm just saying I guarantee that had to have caused issues. Like there's no way because like what, how she feels is more important than everyone else in a, to a degree because she's the one that's got to go out there and sing it and own it. And like, she is the, she's the brand, like whether you like it or not. And that's the case in almost every band. It's like, there's one person in it. Fallout Boy was kind of a weird exception that it wasn't the lead singer that Pete Wentz kind of took that on as kind of like, I'm the guy that's going to talk in interviews and stuff. And that's great if it ends up being, because a lot of front people don't aren't really even extroverted so they don't like doing that stuff anyway but them leaving was oddly enough kind of amazing because i think they would have just made this record again yep i think they would have made a third riot if the fair brothers don't leave and i think taylor gets to come out and like jeremy really shines on the next record there's some just freaking unbelievable bass stuff happening on their record that comes after it so i think that's why it's their best record um and i i'm excited to eventually talk about it on this on this show but um yeah i I think this one's a great follow-up but it's not their best and i'm with you kyle i think that's a great way to say it i get more and more impressed with everyone although they've said they're gonna do a more rocky one for the next one from what Hmm. i've heard so We'll see what happens. Yeah. I like the direction they went with After Laughter, but I'd Me also too. love to get back to this kind of thing, too. So I'm all in. Uh, is it their most important album? Does anyone have an opinion on that? What were the what were the numbers in comparison to Riot, did you say? Uh, Riot did this... not go platinum, I don't think. So this one went gold within six months and then it went platinum in 2016 which is after their neck their next record comes out and has things like ain't it fun (laughs) and Uh, uh, still into you um yeah i think that's the shocking thing for me is that they keep the singles keep getting bigger yeah that's the and maybe after laughter didn't have a bigger single than the one before it because ain't it fun and still into you were just huge Huge. yeah humongous (laughs) just humongous songs um so hard times is a bop dude hard times is definitely a bop and so is um it wasn't as big of a single but it was one um fake happy is just one of the best songs that song is i want it to be longer it's like two and a half minutes long i just want i just wanted to keep going i love it um yeah so i don't think it's their best or most important album but i do think it holds up and I think that it's mostly the back half of the album that falls off a little bit, but it's not, it's only because the first half is just really, 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 really good. And you're right, Chris, what you said about some of their, some of the worst quote unquote worst songs on this record would be like the best songs on most of the other yeah. people that were coming out with albums around this time. Uh, let's go to desert Island songs, two or three of your favorites. Chris, I'm curious to hear yours since you are kind of new to this record. Did, uh, did you yeah. pick two or three? I'm- I, oh, absolutely. I mean, I, I'm, I feel like I'm pretty vanilla here with my choices because they're all singles, but uh, ignorance um, only because of the bass growls, really. But <laughs> just a pretty, <laughs> so I just good. like how tough that song is. Uh, Brick by Brewing Brick um, because of the spit on the mic and the only exception because it makes my heart sing. That's pretty good. Kyle, What do you have three? Two or three? You're going to have three, I know. 
I am at two. Three. Yeah, I'm right. Struggling with have any of us ever done two on this uh, show yet? No, I always. Okay. No one's ever picked two. Okay. It's always and it's always whittled down from five or four. I should stop uh, saying two records. or three. Yeah. So I'm gonna go playing God. The mm, only exception, okay. and all I wanted. Okay, Ooh, nice I like your three choices. I think I have to go ignorance. I think it's one of the best rock songs. Uh, maybe ever, but definitely from the 2000s. Um, and then I think I'm doing Brick by Boring Brick and Careful. I know that's kind of stacked Ooh. at the front of the record, but Careful is such a good song. Oh, man, it's such a good opening track. It just gets me hyped. I have that. We have that on our hype up for basketball games for uh, the girls. Six, five-year-olds playing basketball is just hilarious, by the way. Uh, side note. Um, what lots about no... Great fouls. Just, I imagine just lots of all sorts of stuff. Uh, how about nobody's perfect? What's the worst song in the album, Kyle? I'm I'm not taking one off. I'll, I think I agree with I'll, that. I'll, I'll, I don't I'll think wanna... I have one that I'd kick off. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So I don't think I'm. I don't think I have one. Uh, Chris, do you have one? No, nah, I'm with you, dude. So you don't you don't kick off anything off this record. Uh, no, even the lull in the middle, like none of it upsets There's no me. album without a lull. Like, yeah. You, know, you, have, you have to have the lull without the lull. lull it's just, and it's a chaos. pretty short Every, record that, too. So like, it if is I like 40 off, minutes. What's the, I think it's the right though. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, length of record. Yeah. It's perfect. Yep. I mean, I wouldn't kick anything off. Um, uh, there's a couple things in the middle that I think are maybe not as good as some other things on other records of theirs, but that's me comparing them to them, not to other people. Compared to other people, this is much better than a lot of people would put out 11 great songs. So, um, okay, so that's, that's, oh, sorry, forgot. I forgot. Grower, not a shower. Um, what's, uh, what's maybe something you didn't like at first, but you now like? more chris it didn't really work for you as well because you just now listen to the record so i guess we'll go to kyle unless you have one man uh yeah kyle should go for sure i i do take I, his hot take like i i don't think i have one I, I mean if i was going to this is this is just so uh like very specific but if i was going to do one it would be misguided ghosts just because like i said uh, the folk genre has never uh, spoken to me, you know? And yeah. so it, it took a minute uh, and, and it's so very different from everything else on this record. Um, I already don't love the genre. And so it was kind of jarring, but, um, but I don't want it to go away. So I'll say that that one grew on me. I think mine might be turn it off because those first four songs are like so big that that it, that's kind of the first, well, playing God dials it back a little bit at the very beginning of it, but turn it off felt like a slight pullback. And I think it just, I don't want to say I didn't like it. I just feel like it impresses me a lot more now than it did um, earlier. Uh, Cause those first four tracks, I, like I said, the first six tracks are, are fantastic, but I might not have thought that about turn it off initially I, I feel like because the the first ones hit me so good so um thanks for listening uh by the way we've got a new fun thing that you can do if you want to so obviously we don't charge for this podcast there's no ads on it uh we're making bukus of money other other ways i guess no not really but we're gonna make a t-shirt <laughs> so if you're into uh the podcast and you'd like a finding emo t-shirt 
um, we are going to start taking pre-orders for them because that means like we kind of want to know how many to print. We're not going to print thousands of them and then no one buys them. So um, if you're interested, Kyle, tell us tell us what we need to do um, to to purchase a shirt. So I think we're just going to put it up on on our page, right? I think we can hyperlink it through from yeah, we from can the, totally do that. Yeah, yeah. We'll so. put something like really up and present on the. Okay, so go to you're gonna go to findingemopod.com and uh, and we'll have something there on the homepage. If Chris and I can figure out how to add it on the homepage, um, we'll make we'll find make out. It work. You'll find out pretty soon. <laughs> you're hearing you're hearing this in the future. Let us know how we did. And 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 just uh, uh, just just be a little patient with us. It is a pre-order, but uh, yeah, but like other than that, yeah, it should be pretty easy. Like you know, click click yeah. the link, pick a size check out you know what else i'll do i'll put the link in the show notes that, that would be an easier way to do that yeah, that's good, good thinking yeah well I'll, hey we are literally figuring this out right now I'm what like i'll probably look at each other with big eyes like <laughs> what do we say about the shirts <laughs> yeah we literally didn't plan this which probably means i'll come back in and re-record this uh but uh but anyway that's what you can do uh if you're interested in buying a t-shirt that's one thing you can do the other thing you can do is you can rate the podcast we love that uh, if you cut us to the bone uh, we'll maybe read it on the air. Uh, so. Yeah, we should have a whole section like we like once every two months. We should have a section called Five Star One Star, where we read the best reviews that hurt the most. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we appreciate good. the five stars, and we appreciate any of it. Being we seen. love it. Uh, and as always, of course, you can. Uh, we'd love it if you subscribe to the episodes so they show up on your phone automatically when we release them, or iPad, or whatever you listen on. Uh, and you can send us comments, disagreements, suggestions, any of that good stuff to info at findingemopod.com or you can hit us up on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, all of those things at findingemopod. Uh, that's it for us. We will catch you next time.